1 John 4, 7-17 Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his Spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This passage says something that a lot of people don't like. On the surface, it doesn't seem too offensive. But let's think about what it is saying. If everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God, then people who are not born of God and do not know God cannot truly love. They may show something that resembles love, but in reality, their love is corrupt and selfish. And indeed, the next verse says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Think about that for a second. God is love. Not only does love come from God, but God himself is love. What does that mean? A Christian writer named Arthur W. Pink said this about this verse. It is not simply that God loves, but that he is love itself. Love is not merely one of his attributes, but his very nature. So let's think about that. If God is love, then true love must be in harmony with God's nature. So back in verse 7, we can see that the reason we love is because we are born of God, and he has made us to be in harmony with his nature. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Love isn't that we love God and he rewards us for that love. Love isn't that somehow within our natural selves we love God. In fact, apart from God changing our hearts, we could never love God. Romans 8 says, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. In your natural state, you were not a good person, and neither was I. Let me say that again. In your natural human state, you are not a good person, and neither am I. There is no one who seeks after God. No one. So if nobody seeks God, then how are we saved? How does God make someone who is hostile and hates God, a person who not only doesn't want to do what is right, but cannot do what is right, into a person who loves God and loves other people? In Ezekiel 36, it says this, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. God regenerates us and changes our nature so that we can love, and love in a way that is pleasing to him. Remember that last portion of our text? But that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
God's love is shown most beautifully and fully through one thing. God's magnificent love is shown through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. God showed his love to us through saving us. He showed his love by punishing Jesus on the cross, so that by the shedding of Jesus' blood we might be forgiven of our sins. When I was young, I used to wonder how Jesus dying on the cross forgave me of my sins. I know now that the reason I can be forgiven is because Jesus took the punishment for the sins that I committed. The Bible makes it clear that God must punish sinners. They must face God's justice. And so on the cross, God poured out his wrath upon Jesus instead of upon me. Jesus loved me so much that he was willing to face the righteous wrath of God in my place, so that I might have Jesus' perfect righteousness as my own. On the cross there was an exchange. Jesus took my sins, and he gave me his perfection. So with this beautiful truth, we can see the beauty of God's love. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The thing we need to realize is that we didn't do anything to earn God's love, and we don't have to do anything to keep God's love. But we as Christians are called to live in light of God's love, and we do this by loving others. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Jesus laid down his life for his people, and we as Christians must be willing to love our brothers and our sisters as Christ loved us. It means that we must think of others before we think of ourselves. We must put to death the selfish desires of our hearts in order to care about the needy and the hurting. Because of Christ, we are free to please God. And we please God by loving others.